Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You're all too kind. Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List. Uh, my name is RB. I'm here with my co-host, Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. And uh, in front of our live studio audience, once again, uh, as you can tell with the lively uh, crowd around us, uh, we are here to bring another <laughs> Uh, namesake episode, top of the list, the top of our list, in fact, our entire list of top TV shows here in, uh, well, last year, 2022 now, as we're in 2023. Now, Dom, you and I were talking about this both uh, during last week's episode and a little bit offline. You know, not only was this an incredible year for uh, for movies, but also for television, both from the networks and, and the streaming services. And I think that was even further demonstrated uh, last night with the uh, the Golden Globes and all the incredible, not just winners, but nominations. I mean, there were so many great shows this year. So I, I think this is the perfect time to uh, talk a little bit about some of our favorite TV from this past year. Yeah, I want to jump in here, RB, and I want to tell you something I think about TV in 2022. And that is, I think we reached peak streaming wars in 2022 all the big networks were hitting hard with their biggest shows um a few of the big shows that i didn't get a chance to see came from hulu um i think one that was regarded well was the bear um Mm -hmm. and you know their netflix had some really big ones hbo had some big ones uh there were you know countless uh prime video had rings of power um Everybody was pulling out their big guns in 2022, and I think it shows on my list, and I think it might show on your list. We'll see. I'm very interested to see what RB has, but um, yeah, especially on my list, it was the it was the year of Netflix and HBO. Uh, but yeah, 2022 was a fantastic year for TV. RB, let's let's go right into our list if you're ready. Yeah, you go ahead and dive on in, Dom, with the top of your list here in 2022, your top TV or streaming series, we can say. And and let's just, uh, before we get into that, just let our listeners know. So this is these shows had to be something that debuted in 2022. We're not just talking about seasons of a recurring show. Of course, everyone talked about this year. I believe it was the final season of Better Call Saul. That would not qualify for our list because that uh wait was what i thought we were doing released in 2022 correct yes released in 2022 yes but are, are we just doing new shows i thought we were just doing oh new I, shows. I didn't know we were just doing new shows rb oh we don't we don't have to then i i think everything on my list would still be a new show it'd still qualify but i thought we were okay. we were doing uh i have that, retur- i have new shows and returning shows on my list all right perfect that's fine then because i, I don't i don't know i thought Interesting. I can I can maybe do both. I can maybe do both. Okay. Okay. I, I could give you two different versions. I could give you two different versions of my list, RB. Do you want to? Okay. Should I give you my number one new show and my number one returning show? Sure. Why not? Okay. Because I have I have a, a number one returning show, okay. and that is a show that I got to praise, and I think we should, it's interesting to talk about because I don't think you've seen it yet, Barry, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, HBO, this was my number one on, on my, on my list, top of the list. And it's there for good reason because I think Barry's pulling off something that very few shows have done, you know, like Breaking Bad has done it. Um, as well as a few other shows. I like True Detective season one, but where not only is every episode 
incredible. But every season of the show builds on the past season and is even more incredible. Season one was a 10 out of 10 for me. Season two was a 10 out of 10. Season three even topped the previous two seasons in ways I could have never expected. So it's well-deserving of my, my number one top of the list. Yeah, and you've, you've been, you've been singing the praises of this show for quite a while. I mean it's got a knockout cast, of course, uh, Bill Hader and Henry Winkler on the top of that casting list. Definitely seems right up my alley. I have so many shows on my list. I'm sure there's going to be a couple on your list uh, that I haven't gotten around to watch yet. But, I mean, that's what's been so amazing. Like we said, you know, as big as our lists can be for amazing TV shows this year, the list is even longer of things we haven't gotten to watch yet. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many shows out that we didn't get around to seeing. So that was my number one, my top of the list returning Mm -hmm. show. Should should I give you my uh, new show and then we can go into your new show? Absolutely, sure, yeah. Okay, so newly released in 2022, um, and I'm hoping we get more seasons mm-hmm. and a show that I did not think, and that's why it's so special to me. A show mm-hmm. I did not think that I would be praising so much, Andor, is my favorite show, and you know I'm I have a hard time uh, picking between Andor and Obi Wan. But the more and more I think about it, I think I'm going to – nostalgia tells me Obi-Wan, but my mind, my critical mind, my critical thinking and analysis of Star Wars and having it progress as a genre in its own tells me that Andor is what needed to happen because it was something we'd never seen in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you know what? You and I have have really butted heads about this, you know, since they started doing the Star Wars streaming series. I have been begging for more nostalgia. That's that's what I want with Star Wars. I want to see more of the already established characters that have been around for almost 50 years now. In fact, some of them at 50 years and over. Uh, so for that reason, for me, Andor, as entertaining as it was, it's just off my top five list. It's an honorable mention for me. Now, Kenobi will make an appearance on my list. Um, and I do think I want to praise Disney Plus uh, for both their Star Wars and their MCU uh, series this year. A couple of those will appear on my list uh, because I don't think in 2021 I was a huge fan of what Disney Plus had to offer with the Star Wars and the Marvel streaming series. I think this year, including Andor in that list, they did a great job. They went very original this year, whereas I felt a lot of the the original shows that came out on Disney Plus in 2021, like Loki Uh. and – I mean Loki was a little bit different – uh, WandaVision was a little different. We talked about how uh, one of our least favorite shows from last year, um, or I guess two years ago now, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier didn't feel original at all. It felt like we were just watching a movie cut up into pieces. Uh, this year was the year of originality, of new ideas, and I think they did a really great job with it. So I'm going to praise Disney Plus for that and or just off my list in the honorable mention section. Can I can I add one more thing that I think yeah, that Yeah, please do. While we're talking about Andor, and I the reason why I think it's a cut above the rest of Disney's offerings this year mm-hmm. is that they took their time telling this story. We got 12 episodes. 
every other Disney Plus original has been between six to nine episodes. Yeah. We got I a couldn't full agree more 12, with you. And that was awesome. Yeah, we've we've been begging for that. We've absolutely been begging for that, especially with some of these shows that they say, you know, such and such will return. It's almost felt lazy. Yeah. Like they're giving us just parts of a full television series. Because right. there are shows, and I'm gonna talk about plenty of them that do six episode miniseries where that's it and that they do a great job telling a story but sometimes disney has faltered there you're absolutely right with andor that that was what made it i think so special was how how long they took to establish the characters ex- establish yeah. this really new world we had never seen anything like this exactly. like morlana um in in uh the star wars world and to see sort of a world in economic turmoil because of what happened on a larger scale that we saw in the films. Exactly. I, yeah, I fully agree with you there, RB. So that's my number one newly released show. And I hope, I, I hope we get more seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to see what they come out with here uh, in the new, I guess, Star Wars streaming universe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For the top of my list, I went with something. I, I don't think you got a chance to see it. I was a huge fan of this. I watched it purely because of the cast, and I'm so okay. glad I did. This is a Hulu original, or I believe it was FX and Hulu partnership. That's Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew I Garfield. Did get, I did get a chance to see this. Oh, you did? Excellent. This <laughs> was did. my favorite show of the year. It was unlike anything I had ever seen. Again, I'm a sucker for you know drama, historical dramatization, something that's actually happened that they put to uh, you know put to actors. Uh, I'm a huge documentary fan too, and what I like to do sometimes is you know watch the dramatization and then go back and watch a documentary. I haven't seen uh, on the streaming services. I know there are documentaries of the events that happened in this, um, I, but not on any of the streaming services that I've seen. But this show, the combination of the story, which again, you know, it's, it's not a story. It's something that actually happened with the incredible casting and acting in this film. Uh, I, I thought this one was incredible. I could not look away. I think I watched this entire series in two days. Yeah, um, I, I don't agree with you on this one, okay. unfortunately. All um, right. It's not that I dislike the show. I agree with you, R.B., Incredible performances, some fantastic acting in this show. I fully agree. I think the story was good. It, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be sometimes. It's a little slower paced than I had a taste for at some points. And the reason why, and, and I, I fully think that if this was the first kind of this show that I had ever seen, that mm-hmm. I would say, yes, this is awesome, which I think this is your first foray into this kind of show. Whereas mm-hmm. I've seen stuff that I would say this is very similar to stuff that like Fargo and True Detective and a few other more gritty cop drama shows out there. And um, I've seen stuff in the same genre done mm-hmm. better. But okay. with that said, this was an adequate, a very well made show. This isn't a, this isn't a nine or a ten in my book. This is more of an eight. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would say those other shows I listed were nines or tens. Now, can I ask? I, I'm, Fargo is is a fictional series, correct? It it's 
um, at the beginning of every one, it says, you know, this was based on a true story. The names have been changed for uh, okay. respect for the dead. It's always said okay. that's the key and at the beginning of every Fargo. True detective. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about. Um, I don't Th- know. That's more of a fiction. That's more of a fiction. Got it. See, this this to me, what was so special about this show was that, you know, it, it was palpable in what actually happened. Um, that That's why I thought it was so great. Again, I know nothing and about I, Fargo. I I've that. never watched Fargo. So, I mean, that that does lead me down that rabbit hole to go see. I just, you know, I, I love this style of show, like I said. I love the historical dramas. Um, and I love the performances. I think a standout performance, uh, in fact, if you want to cue up the round of applause again, I think Gil Birmingham as uh, Detective Bill Taba was a standout. You know, I watched this. There we go. For Bill Taba. Uh, Gil Birmingham playing Bill Taba. Uh, I thought he was incredible in this. I'd, I'd never seen him in anything else, but he is in uh, Yellowstone. Uh, he's in the Twilight shows. Uh, amongst other uh, the twilight films amongst others but i thought he was a standout in this i watched this for andrew garfield i'll be honest he's what got me in and seeing him on the billboards and whatnot because i love andrew garfield but i think gil birmingham was a standout in this as well as uh as well as uh, wyatt russell i thought wyatt russell was great as pretty much our main antagonist of course uh, we had other you know, Sam Worthington comes in. but yeah he turned I think out wyatt to be russell one of my faves yes absolutely as uh dan lafferty yeah, he was really good in this one, and he's one of my favorite actors out there. Good to see him in a role that was worthy of his yes. acting chops because sometimes he doesn't get those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very this, different that, from his this performance was a great in show. 22 Jump Street. It was a great show. It was just, I think it had, I, I liked a few other things similar to it better. Absolutely. That's that's fair. All right. So we talked under the banner of heaven. Uh, what, what's your number two, Dom? Okay, so number two, um, once again, I'm, I'm going to recall another show that is recurring, um, mm-hmm. and that okay. is, of course, uh, for me, Netflix really hit big at number two this year, and that was um, Stranger Things 4. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they could do it. I didn't know if they could do it, honestly, because season one was fantastic. Season two had a few hiccups here and there. Season three, I thought, was really great. And then we get season four, and oh my God, the levels of tension, the incredible, incredible sets they built, the the makeup that they used to make Vecna, the performances, Sadie Sink giving one of the all-time great performances in a TV show, I think, this year. Um, I... I, there's just so much to love about it. I, I'm getting a little flabbergasted talking about it. Okay. It's the best season so far. I gave it a 10 for a reason. Yes. Um, and we, we discussed this. We reviewed this show. I think there were episodes. There were storylines in this season that were deserving of a 10 out of 10. I think there were some storylines that dragged on that I really didn't care about. And uh, for that reason, again, this will show up in my honorable mention doesn't quite crack the list for me. It was a very, I, I think I feel this way, the, the same way that you felt about Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, oh, this okay. was a great television season. Uh, but it, beyond great, I don't know. To me, it doesn't quite stack up to the first season of Stranger Things. And I don't know if anything will because that was excellent. I didn't, you know, you it was like pulling teeth when you got me to watch that one. And it, you know, I'm so glad you did. 
but I don't know that anything is compared to that first season. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I, I, I honestly think that season four is my favorite after okay. careful consideration. So that's why it's sitting so high up on my list. But I'm curious to see, what was your number two, RB? Number two for me, uh, and I'll, I'll explain why, is House of the Dragon. Um, oh, I've been wanting to, okay. to discuss this one for a while. Uh, HBO Max, this show introduced me to the uh, Game of Thrones world. I, I never watched Game of Thrones. I heard, <laughs> excuse me, that they were coming out with a prequel. And some of my friends had said, some of my friends who were big Game of Thrones fans said, yourself included, you know, yeah. maybe give this a watch. It's only 10 episodes, you don't have to sit through eight seasons. And if you like it, then you can dive into the Game of Thrones realm. And I watched all, I think it was eight episodes of this series. It may have been ten. Again, eyes glued to the screen, could not look away. I think from what I've been told in classic Game of Thrones fashion, watching with a notebook, making sure I understood the the family (laughs) trees and whatnot. And I love this so much that I am now three episodes away from finishing Game of Thrones, the series. Um, and, and what's again, your verdict I'm not a, on I'm that? Not a, I, I love it. I'm not a fantasy okay. fan. I mean, we've, we've talked about this time and time again. I like things that are set in realism. But I think what is so great about Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon especially, yes, there are dragons, but that is not the main focus. A lot of what happens, it's, it's a political thriller as far as I'm concerned, oh, yeah. set in a medieval oh. timeline. And I love that. Game and of Thrones, the, the yeah. the tension they – the tension they build on just some of these conversations is incredible. And I, I know that goes back to George R. R. Martin, who, of course, wrote the, the book series and had a hand in writing early on in Game of Thrones. I don't think – I think he was just a producer in House of the Dragon. He wasn't one of the writers. But I know it all goes I, yeah, back to – Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, his, his style and his storytelling and this incredible – really universe he's built of of westeros and the seven kingdoms i I, I love it i cannot stop i'm i'm really bummed out that like i said i got three episodes left i'm grateful that season eight you know the episodes are all like a feature film length um but i credit game of you know uh, house of the dragon for that for getting me into it and they are coming out with more seasons of house of the dragon really excited to see where it goes because i really now want to connect the pieces as we get further along of how the Targaryens and House of the Dragon yeah. are related to the Targaryens that appear in Game of Thrones. I'm glad to see that you really enjoy this series because I'm also a fan of uh, Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. just kind of lost my interest in it, though. It, I only okay. watched a few seasons of Game of Thrones and didn't get around to watching House of the Dragon. But I hope to get around to it one day because, like you said, the big draw is Westeros. That universe is so rich and yep. detailed that it's really fun, like you said, to watch along with a notebook or a map of what's going on and where this is happening and who's related to who and all that. So I, I fully agree. Is, it's one of the reasons I like Dark as well because of all yes. the – you have to draw a map to create connect everything. The timelines, right? Because Dark's yeah. a time travel show. We, I know you discussed it as exactly. one of your favorite streaming show. I think your favorite streaming show of all time you added as when we did that episode. Yeah, yep. Uh, now, I will say with this um, – you know, this was a big heavy hitter this year for HBO Max because it was to combat, as you discussed earlier, um, right? The Rings of Power. I should discuss and, that uh, really briefly. Amazon, yes. So, yeah. Rings of Power. Will that make it? I did not watch it. 
again, okay. I started watching the Lord of the Rings films and I wasn't as invested in the universe. A lot more fantasy I felt like going on in those. Um, yeah. I, I know you started Rings of Power. Did you finish it and will that show up on your list? I'm curious. Yeah, so Rings of Power was a pretty good show. It didn't make my list, unfortunately. Um, like you said... I appreciate the movie length format that the show took because, of course, Lord of the Rings films are famous for being very long. This show is equally as long, and um, the pacing suffers, unfortunately, at points. Whereas in some episodes, the pacing is very incredible. It's like the whole bat, the whole episode is a battle. Like in a few episodes of you've probably seen in Game of Thrones, those are some mm-hmm. of the best episodes when it's an entire battle. And, um, yeah, so that was a standout. But other than that, I think the pacing for me on this one just didn't sit quite right, even as a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, but yeah, it was, it wasn't a bad show. I'd probably say I give it better, better than great, better than good. I'd probably say seven okay. and a half. Okay. Okay. Now, as let me ask, and and for our listeners out there as well, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge, I've watched the first two Lord of the Rings films. I haven't watched any of the Hobbit films. And like I said, I wasn't that big of a fan. Right. But I've heard nothing but praise prior to this. I mean, and still a seven and a half is a good score about this show. Is this something that I should take my time if I'm not that big of a fan of the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy and I haven't seen the Hobbit trilogy? Again, I've heard from a lot of people that even if you're not, this show is is great. If you have never seen anything Lord of the Rings, you are going to be extremely confused, unfortunately. Yeah, okay, okay. I, from, from what I could say, and this is from a person that's taken a class on Lord of the Rings in college. You know, I've worked with a professor that was specifically a Tolkien expert. Um, mm. I think that, you know, I was able to understand it. But while I was watching the show, I, that's, this is one of the main reasons why I knocked it down a little bit. I found myself saying, wow, if you had not had any prior knowledge, you would kind of be lost right now. And that's not a good thing if you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah. But if you are a Lord of the Rings fan and you loved all three movies and you love those movies and you've read a few of the books, it's amazing for you as a Lord of the Rings fan, to see something new like this is incredible. So I will say that. And the CG right. is top-notch. Like, some of the best CG I've ever seen. And I think that's what was so special, too, with House of the Dragon, was was the CG of, of the dragons. Yeah. Again, now going back and scenes. watching some of the... Yeah, some of, some of the original Game of Thrones and some of the original CG dragons that we saw, it's, it's definitely a step up. Yeah, these, All these right. those two shows were two of the biggest budgets yes. ever oh, yeah. in a TV show, and we saw them this year. So yep. that was pretty awesome. So yep. going from that to yeah, another show, three. so we talked we talked Obi Wan. That's kind of where I would put at my number three would be kind of like Obi Wan or Andor, but that's my number one for like new show. Um, and now I have a I have all new shows from here on out. So. Barry okay. Season 3 and Stranger Things Season 4 were my two recurring shows that I thought were 1 and 2. And then number 3, I would probably put Obi-Wan and Andor or number 1 for my originals. Um, now, my next show I want to discuss is another original show on mm. HBO Max. And I'm hoping we can discuss uh, a little bit of the DC versus Marvel in the TV realm this year because Peacemaker 
is my number four here. I thought Peacemaker was a revelation. It was one of the best TV shows I've seen since Daredevil season three. It was okay. incredible. I uh, I refused to watch this. I it, it was I despised fantastic. Despised the new Suicide Squad. I know I'm in the minority in that. Yeah, uh, the but new Suicide I just, Squad is incredible. And and Peacemaker. That's where Peacemaker came from. I'm, I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is I, James Gunn at the helm on James this show. James Gunn and and John Cena playing Peacemaker. Yeah, it's just it was one of my the all time best. It well, felt I, like it's James a ten out of ten. Gunn. It's a ten out of ten. RB. If we were to give it a rating right now, I'd give it a ten out of ten. Peacemaker or, or or Suicide Squad. Peacemaker. It's even better okay. than Suicide Squad. Okay, because I was disappointed it's, with Suicide Squad. I felt like it was James it, Gunn off the rails. Let me tell you this, RB. This is the best thing James Gunn has done since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Okay. That's how, that's how strongly I agree with this. I think it might okay. be the best thing he's ever done, actually. Okay. Might be even better, even more fun than Volume 1 because, let me tell you this, the, it's, it's everything you love, RB. This show is pee your pants, crying, rolling, laughing on the floor, funny. But then okay. as the later episodes hit... They hit hard, and you can be in tears while John Cena plays the piano. It's like heartbreaking. It's absolutely incredible the way that they mix the funny and the sad and the action and an incredible plot with lots of twists and turns. It's ludicrous now, and incredible. I, I've got to ask, does John Cena reel it in? And I oh ask that because in Peacemaker – I'm sorry, in, in Suicide Squad, he was – which I felt like most of the movie was off the rails, and it was it was over the top and felt just ridiculous. This is John Cena's like, best performance ever, ever, okay. ever. RB, I have to say <laughs> it's his best performance ever. I'm not even messing around right here. This is the real deal. He's amazing in this. He he made me tear up at parts okay. in this movie. His backstory is incredible. The more you learn about his character, it gets really deep. And it's also funny at the same time. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. All right. Well, I will take your word on that one and revisit that in in the coming months then because that's extremely high praise from you. Yeah, and I think um, DC won for me in the movies and TV department with the Batman and Peacemaker because um, no Marvel movies made my top five, my top ten movies list. And no Marvel TV shows made my top five. Yes, uh, and I, I think the same can be said for me. Uh, now, remind me, though, Batman. the Batman is not part of the DC Extended Universe, correct? Right, but still DC. Right, okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page there. Um, and yeah, I, I will definitely give that a watch. I, I don't think I'll, I'll go watch Rings of Power, especially, you know, from, from your rating and your, it's a time your description. Commitment. but. Yeah, but that one, Peacemaker, I definitely should uh, give a watch. Uh, coming in at my number three, uh, this was one that I was excited for all year when I heard about it, and it lived up to the expectations. It may have even exceeded expectations, and that was uh, Dahmer. Uh, okay. Netflix, Netflix original about Jeffrey I Dahmer. Okay, yeah. Uh, I I love this. And again, an awesome cast, an excellent performance. Evan Peters, I think, took home the the Golden Globe last night for uh, best actor in a a dramatic role, TV show, dramatic role. Niecy Nash, um, 
I actually hadn't ever seen Niecy Nash in something uh, serious before. And uh, it was created by Ryan Murphy, who's who's one of my all-time favorites. And he's sort of cross-genre. Like, Ryan Murphy did Glee, which is one of my favorites. He did Nip Tuck, which was a dramatic show about uh, plastic surgeons. Ryan Murphy's done a little bit of everything. And he ventured back into the dark, which is where he started before he sort of went off to some of the romantic comedy and then into Glee. Uh and this has been renewed for another season at, with uh, with a different serial killer, the the monster series. Um, but this one about Jeffrey Dahmer was was incredible, and and this is something that I'm a sucker for. We talked about or we've talked about on the show, um, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. <laughs> I'm sure I messed up some of the yeah. adjectives in that one, but um, right. you know anything when I can get again, I when life displays drama and we can see that uh, it just it, it amazes me it's it's mind-boggling that these kind of things happen and i just can't just watch the way it, this okay i mean it's just the way it was masterfully done i think intercut with you know actual footage and actual audio recordings to to what happened i went back and netflix did the serial killer tapes afterwards that are actual recordings of him he was just so different and that's what made this show, you know, I think more historically accurate was unlike a lot of these serial killers. Uh, they did one on John Wayne Gacy. They did one, like we said, on Ted Bundy. You know, those guys deny and deny. And Jeffrey Dahmer, because he knew there was something wrong with him and he, he talked about this and discussed it, it the in, you know, you, you get the inner workings displayed in this dramatization and again, you know, I think Evan Peters hits it out of the park as Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, again, I understand where you're coming from. You know, this is not for everyone. It is dark. It took a historical event, a historical tragedy, really, and turned it into sort of a, a horror psychological thriller. But to me, the, it did it in the best way to pay tribute to the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. And I think that's why it was special. Um so yeah, I, I again, I think everything I've talked about so far has been a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I think four of the five on my top five list will be 10 out of 10s, and this one was one of them as well. Wow. Yeah, I, it looks incredible. Like uh, I said before when I, you mentioned it uh, for Halloween, you reviewed it. So if yep. you want to go check out some Halloween-themed stuff, you can go check out our new Halloween stuff we came out with in 2022. And uh, yeah, you reviewed it then. It's it looks amazing. The performance looks phenomenal, but it's just too real for me. And right. and like in those right. kind of shows, I, I, really get that. I I always start psychoanalyzing myself. Like, oh shit, do I do the same thing that that he was doing? <laughs> like, you know, oh he also you know got out of bed on the left on the left side of the bed every morning. That's like me, you know. <laughs> then I'm just like, oh, am I the same as him? You know. So like I keep, I start doing that. So I can't watch yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> okay, no, I, I I get that though. No, that that makes that makes sense. And uh, I I think again maybe that's that's even why I watch it to to watch it. I'm like damn you know this guy's really crazy i think i do weird sh- weird shit and you know then i'm like okay no i'm 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 good i'm not i'm not that crazy and again oh, no, that's no, what no. i thought you're was weird. so yeah no, no, no. You're, you're really weird yeah. i mean you wouldn't know if i'm as weird as dom or you didn't watch the show so what are you gonna say man <laughs> wait so that was your number four or five that was three for me oh fuck okay go ahead well, again, that was three, and then we again we've discussed four, 
countless times on this show. Uh, my, my number four is Kenobi. And again, another oh, 10 right. out of 10 for me. Um, yeah. We could, we could talk about it just real quickly. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. discussed it. We did a full review. We did a, oh, yeah. a season premiere review, and then we did a, a review once the entire season we did, came out. We did a review for every episode. RB. Oh, that's right. We did. And I'm so glad we did. I love this show. I don't know. It was great. It was just, it was fun. It was a it was, fun show. Watching it week to week was like watching a new movie. Like it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I love this. And this is another one that, that, that is supposedly going to have another season, correct? I don't know. I, I hope they don't. Oh, okay. We, we, and we oh, discussed okay. that at length. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I we'll know. see what I, happens. Yeah. I, I liked it, and of course, we talked about you know the most special thing about this was seeing Hayden Christensen as a young Darth Vader, and the standoffs between him and and you and McGregor as as a one of the best performances of the year Obi-Wan. was created yeah. Hayden Christensen, and it was kind of great because he really didn't have that much like dialogue or anything. Like his his mm-hmm. role was small, but he had one of the most impactful performances of the year in TV. Oh yes. So is, am I up to You're list up to my, number five, I believe. Yeah, so I, I, I'm sorry we kind of messed this up the order No, here. we're good. Um, so my number five on my list is just making it. There's a few, you know, fighting for my number five. But I feel like, you know, one, two, three, and four on my list were all pretty much 10 out of 10s. And number five, there was a few nines that were fighting for this spot. But overall, I decided to side with originality, something new from a director that we hadn't seen something from in a little while, and that was Wednesday from Tim Burton. Mm. And I, I, I knew this, this would—I knew this would appear on your list, and this is on the very top of my list to start watching. In fact, like I said, I got three more episodes of Game of Thrones, and then I'm diving right into Wednesday because I it's have heard nothing but praise. Show, yeah, it's—it's it's the perfect level of. Teen campy humor, like Riverdale humor, with the Adams family and Tim Burton's gothic style. It's like that perfect blend of Tim Burton's version of Riverdale with Harry Potter mixed into it as well. It's so unique and incredible. And I think the best performance of the year, one of the best performances by far, was. Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams. I mean, one of the all-time like we talk about Robbie Downey. Robert Downey Jr. as as Iron Man is pretty iconic. I think she's just as iconic as Wednesday. This is a perfect casting. Yeah, and a lot of people, if I'm not mistaken, uh, were upset that she didn't win at the Golden Globes last night because everyone thought she she was well deserving of Best Actress in a in a series. Um, but yeah, I've I've heard nothing but positives about this. My dad binged it my dad seldom binges tv shows and he binged it and he was like you got to see this you've been singing the praises of it as well uh my grandparents have been watching it and in love with it you know they have the the nostalgia they they all grew up watching adam's family uh so i'm, I'm really excited it's to go into the this perfect one. transgenerational show mm-hmm. where it appeals to such a wide audience that's why it's like the number one most watched show on netflix it appeals mm-hmm. to literally anyone i've seen little kids teenagers young adults adults and you know older people all enjoy the show and that's why it hasn't made my top five this year all right all right well i'm excited to to watch this one like i said this is the very next show i'm going to be diving into um coming in at number five for me uh 
this was one I was surprised didn't make your list, and I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be honorable mention because I think we loved it when we watched it, and we we reviewed this one, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I too had had three shows vying for this last spot that were in the nine range for me. Andor was one of them, and another one I'm going to discuss a little bit later on in the honorable mention section. But I I love this one. This was the most original thing I've seen in the MCU for a while, film or television. Yeah. One of the uh, better I, I, MCU shows for sure. Yeah, and with with the subject matter was incredible. Uh, I mean, you didn't know yeah. what turn it was going to take next. Is this actually happening? Is this, you know, this character's mental illness and his his dissociative state? Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was heavy. It was a heavy show. Yeah, uh, I think it was episode four or five there that you and I discussed. That was like one of the greatest episodes of television we had ever seen. Yeah, and it was such a big standout that um, I thought it was going to make my list, RB, Mm -hmm. but it was vying for the spot. But I think what really held me back there was it didn't stick the landing. I did not think the finale was as satisfying as it could have been. It just felt like any same old MCU big giant final boss battle. I I can see what you're saying, but I like how the ending set up and at this point, it's all we're asking for in the MCU is to set up more because that's what they're yeah. doing. They're just building out and expanding this universe. And I did some appreciate sort of how the ending did that. That's yes. what we're feasting right now is some sort of continuity, something. Mm-hmm. Give us something. Is it the multiverse? Is it the supernatural with, you know, werewolf by night? Is it, you know, Miss Marvel, which also was, I thought was pretty good. Did you get around to saying that? Yeah, yeah. I think we reviewed Miss Marvel. Oh yeah, we did, and we both yeah. we both liked that. Yeah, Miss Marvel, She Hulk went you know a completely different direction than I think yeah. we thought it would have gone. Yeah, True. I mean, like I said, they went they went original this year, um, especially with the the streaming shows. Again, this one was definitely my standout though of the year. One that I was not at all excited about, knowing nothing about yeah. Moon Knight. I remember watching the trailers when. I think the trailer dropped on Super Bowl Sunday. It was one of the big Super Bowl commercials. I was like, eh, I don't know how that looks. It kind of confuses me. Yeah. I'm so glad I watched it. It was it was really, for me, just that finale. It just it okay. felt a little rushed, a little bit like, hey, let's, you know, we got six episodes. Let's wrap this up now. Um, and we talked about that with, yeah. with Andor as well. It, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. they are, when when they're trying to build continuity – they're making them quick and cutting them off, leaving you wanting more. And that's that's Disney Plus has shown that time and time again. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I felt so great about Andor was yes. after watching the 12th episode, I felt gratified and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like I had gotten 12 excellent episodes that I had really enjoyed. A few of them were slow, yes. But at the end of the day, I was like, wow, okay. I felt like I had seen a full story complete by the end of this and i'm ready to move on to the next season and keep it going i can i can agree but i will say i do have some fears about andor now that we have really what's become the backstory of cassian right is it just going to become more of an episodic tv series i'm hoping it doesn't go that way but to me as gratified as i felt at the end i felt as though I don't need another season. I felt like, okay, that was the prequel to Rogue One. And we know what happens in Rogue One. And I don't know that I need to see any more. Whereas I will say with Moon Knight, 
the ending left me excited for another season or his appearance somewhere else in the MCU. I want to see him and Werewolf by Night crossover. Moon Knight and that, and that Werewolf I think, is what makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, now, do you want to list off a couple just honorable mentions? We don't have to go into much detail, but just yeah. ones you think people should see. I, I have just one final standout honorable mention that I wanted to talk about because we talked about Andor. We talked about Moon Knight. This was the third that was vying for my last spot. And it's another FX Hulu uh, original, and that was Pam and Tommy. Uh, about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and cool. uh, Seth Rogen has a star, you know, a stellar role in it as well. I love anything with Seth Rogen. He was amazing oh, yeah, in Fablemans, uh, which I discussed last week in our top movies. He was great in this one. He stole the show, but really everyone was amazing. It. Lily James was awesome as, as Pamela Anderson. Really learning about her plight because I'll be honest with you, knowing the little I knew about the sex tape and Pam Anderson and, and Tommy Lee, you think, oh, they're just stupid, dumb celebrities who, you know, made a sex right. tape. But really learning about her plight was incredible. And really Tommy Lee's plight as well. Um, again, a dramatization. You don't know how much of that is based in fact. And I really like after these shows, you know, going back and reading, you know, about what happened versus what the TV show showed. But it's it's incredible and it's it's kind of heartbreaking in a lot of the scenes of what happened and you know they're they're interesting characters they're going through tough times in their lives and it really brings to at the time really monumental celebrities and brings them a down to as down to earth relatable characters and that's what i really enjoyed about this um i've been wanting to see this one man yeah this this was a good one i think you'd really enjoy it um I think it definitely doesn't struggle with pacing. I think it's, okay. you know, pedal to the metal, the whole show, which I really loved. Um, Excellent. And just really interesting and, and shed a light on a lot of stuff that I never knew about it beyond just who Pamela Anderson is, who Tommy Lee was or is and their sex tape. That's all I knew about it going in, but learning the story behind it and the aftermath is really intriguing. Is it okay if I just kind of rattle off a Go few? I'm just going to give it. one sentence per one here. Just yep. a one sentence recommendation verdict. Um, so I have a list here. So the ones I've seen in 2022. Ozark season four was great, but didn't stick the landing in the finale, in my opinion. A couple things, the, the way that it resolved wasn't as great as it could have been. So that was my verdict on Ozark season four. Um, flight is, flight attendant season two. I loved flight attendant season one. Season two was pretty great, but not quite as original as the first one felt. Um, Rick and Morty season six did a great job returning this year. I think RB will also abide. Um, yeah, one of the absolutely. better seasons they've pulled off this year. Worth the honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, a great rebound season uh, compared rebound to what we season. Saw in season. Yeah, season five. Exactly. So. Um, Oh, um, a Mike Flanagan show always has to make uh, my list in some way here. Mike Flanagan had The Midnight Club come out this year. That's right. You wasn't quite up to par with what his other shows I've had his shows be at number one, number two some years. Um, didn't quite make my list this year, but it was still worth a watch in my opinion. Is, um, uh, is Harley- Mike Flanagan the guy who who, uh, who did uh, The Haunting at Hill House? And- yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I because I know I know you've sung his praises in the past. Midnight Mass was my number one uh mm-hmm. TV show last year and that was him. Mm-hmm. Uh Harley Quinn season three is one I've been trying to get RB to watch. Season three was 
might be the best one yet. Each season has been even better than the last. Uh, Harley Quinn is amazing. You got to check it out if you're a DC okay. fan. Um, Only Murders in the Building season two had some really good performances from longtime comedic, uh, you know, uh, standouts. And uh, this is the Martin Steve Short. Martin and Martin Short. Steve one, Martin, right? yeah. And Selena Gomez is incredible in it as well. Mm-hmm. Season two wasn't quite as good as season one, but it was worth a mention. Um, two, two more, and then I promise that'll be it. Uh, Servant season three, because I love horror, and that's my favorite horror show so far this year. Um, and I'm looking forward to season four coming out in a couple weeks, and hopefully I'll get a chance to review it. Um then, of course, my final original show, brand new show that I need RB to see, probably would be my number one recommendation on the whole list besides Wednesday. Are you ready for this, RB? Yeah, yeah. Our Flag Means Death. This is the pirate show from Taika Waititi. And okay. it is hilarious down to the last episode. It's also emotional as well. This was probably going to take my number five spot if it wasn't for Wednesday. I loved, loved, loved this show. Our flags mean. And this death. show is on is this on a streaming service? HBO. HBO. Okay. Okay. I did see yeah. I think you may have sent it to me or I saw it somewhere, a trailer for this though. And I remember oh, it's wa- you phenomenal. know, logging this one away and, and saying, you know, we, we both have discussed, you know, what huge fans we are of Taika Waititi and everything he's touched has turned to gold. So that's definitely one along with Wednesday that's on the top of my list to go back and watch. It, I feel it almost feels like it's what our flag means death was what he was focusing on instead of Thor love and thunder. That's true. I guess that's the one thing that we have not been fans of. I forgot that that was Taika Waititi's film yeah. and it wasn't just, you know, his, his returning voice role as Korg. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, he did a far better job on our flag means death this year. It was hilarious. And his performance in it as Blackbeard is incredible. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. Right. as Blackbeard. It's fantastic. So, Excellent. Um, Want to take us out for the week, RB? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're still kind of up in the air on what we're going to be doing next week. A um, lot of good films out that we haven't quite yet uh, reviewed. Um, got some good ones coming up though as well. Uh, most notably, a knock at the cabin, which is in a couple of weeks, I believe, the new M Night Shyamalan film. So we'll definitely be reviewing that. I think that's the next big feature film we'll be reviewing. But a couple of them, I know that. You may not have had a chance to see, you know, we would talked about maybe doing Babylon, um, maybe doing uh, Fablemans, uh, which were both on my top 10 of 2022. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back next week with another episode, TBD on what the subject matter is. Um, you can definitely find us on social media. Our Twitters are down below as well as our letterboxed accounts uh, where we'll be reviewing uh, everything that we go and see you know sometimes i'll go see a movie that dom's not going to go see or vice versa uh and we'll be reviewing those so feel free to take a look at those you know not everything we watch we're able to review but we are able to uh, give it a score there on letterbox so check us out on there as well and we will see you all next week on another episode of top of the list later